Okay, hello, welcome to episode one. Uh, hold on, it is 162. I lost my page for a moment, sorry about that. But uh, yes, the Kings beat. Yes, they actually win again. Uh, well, I, I guess again, they win 113-103 against the Thunder on the Golden One Center. Um, it does. It is worth mentioning, the Thunder did not have uh, Lou Dort. They did not have... Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and a, they also did not have Aaron Wiggins. Uh, was I forgot his first name, but Roby is his last name. Uh, J R E Vit Kreutz. Kretchi. I'll just say Kreutz. Yeah, Krause. Um, I, I don't know that name. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm probably being very disrespectful, but sorry, I don't know your name. Anyways, those guys were out, so they were kind of running on a bit of a skeleton crew with uh, basically Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, Ter- uh, Trey Mann, and uh, yeah, and a bunch of, again, a bunch of kind of a skeleton crew. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we were missing Darren, De'Aaron Fox, if that matters. I mean, that's something, and, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but yeah, so overall, like, it was... Uh, I, I can't, well, I don't want to say it was a good game, but like the Kings took care of business is what I like, how I like to describe it. Although I just prefer they did not let a team like the Thunder hang around as long as they did. Like some of their bad habits almost came back to haunt them. Yeah. I mean, luckily the same bad habits happened to the OKC Thunder, but other than that, I mean, we came up on top when it came to scoring, pretty much. I don't think it was bad habits on the Thunder side. They just don't have the talent. They don't have guys that can make shots. They don't have guys that can, you know, overpower you. They just have to, they basically are a team that just try really hard. Hmm. Let's see, I need to check. I need to check those second chance points later. Yeah, but, you know, the Kings overall played a good game, and it helps that, you know, you're going up against let's just say a subpar defense and, you know, subpar players, but they played their game. They kind of, then they controlled like much of the game, even though like in the third quarter, uh, the Thunder took the lead, but they managed to kind of keep the pace uh, going. They were able to make plays when things looked dire and overall, again, against a bad team, but they, they did what they needed to do. Oh Yeah. Oh, so like the note that I, the, one of the things that was very notable during this team, during this game is uh, the absence of De'Aaron Fox, because like the, again, this team is not good. And like, they just don't have the talent to really compete at honestly any level. And, you know, it's just like, they were not good in transition specifically. And like, if you had De'Aaron Fox, like he really legitimately could have absolutely sliced up the defense if he was there, like there were so many openings, but like, you know, we always praise Halliburton for, you know, his brilliance, but at the same time, like he is not a guy that simply overpowers his man with his athleticism. He is a very deliberate kind of score that, ha- you know, operates almost exclusively in the pick and roll. And, you know, you have, if you had a, like an extra, like an extra ISO score and a slasher, like De'Aaron Fox, this game would have been a lot easier. Although I will say, I say that, but like, I think the Kings still would have been able to find a way to let the let the Thunder hang around as long as they did. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's too bad that De'Aaron is, is he out for the same reasons. Yeah, um, sore ankle. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know, yeah, like you said, De'Aaron would have 
been really good because we had lots of points in transition and you know how he is with finishing in transition. Yeah, and that would have just made this game, you know, theoretically a lot easier on offense because there were stretches where, you know, they just couldn't really get certain things going. Again, the, one of the flaws with Halliburton, he's brilliant in the pick and roll, but that's about the only way he really scores and like a little bit off of ISOs on, on mismatches. Like he'll get there like one of these days. Like James Ham has kind of compared him to like Chris Paul. I don't know if he'll become that good, but like he, he'll get there in terms of being able to pick a spot. But right now, as it is, he doesn't, he's not really that ISO scorer like a Chris Paul. So like, he just, you know, and the, you know, the Thunder did a decent job at defending the pick and roll. It's just literally everything else they did not defend well. Oh yeah. I'm actually surprised that Halburn shot 13 uh, attempts this game. I actually, it, it felt like he shot less because, you know, the amount of assists he got this game. Yeah. Um, we got to shout out how uh, Tyrese Halliburton, 17 assists this game, 13.17 assists, six rebounds. He had, he was four away from, uh, from, you know, a career or a, I think one of the, it's not going to be his first triple double, but at, at the end of the game, apparently Mo Harkless like was actually like trying to get him a triple double by just giving him rebounds, but it was not to be. Uh, yeah, if only. I mean, I was hoping for 20 assists, to be honest, this game, but, you know, sometimes uh, the assist doesn't, you know, go down, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly didn't shoot very well. Five for f- five for thirteen. Like again, he's not a he's not a guy that overpowers defenses. He has very specific shots, and that are like you know he has the floater. He has a bit of a mid range uh, a mid range jump shot, and he didn't shoot well from three this game. Not although he didn't shoot a lot, but kind of goes back to that. Kind of goes back to you know the usual trope. He needs to shoot more. Thirteen shots is simply not enough. <laughs> yeah, Fongwei. I mean, he shot a lot of uh, last minute or last second shots too. Yeah. And, you know, he'll get there in terms of being able Mm -hmm. to like create like, you know, a better shot for himself, like going forward. But like in this game, like Harrison Barnes, like picked up the slack. Davion Mitchell picked up the slack. And let's talk about Harrison Barnes. Like Harrison, like he had a, he had a very solid game. And what he did primarily was, he basically was the foul drawer, uh, like since De'Aaron's been gone. Like he always, anytime like things like start to kind of go haywire a little bit, they he's the go-to score to go get a bucket. Like you know, and and like in a lot of games, like even in the Warriors game where they got blown out, they would go to him in the post, and he would find a way to just draw contact and just get free throws or finish and ones. He's just he again. He is the foundation. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised to see him draw more fouls uh, than, you know, what he usually does because, you know, he rarely does draw as many fouls. I kind of want to see a little more foul draw, yeah. fouls drawn maybe on Tyrese and maybe, you know, Donovan. Davion, you mean. Jeez, da- uh, oh, I said Davion or da- Donovan. Da- although Davion is, is getting a little better at, like, using his body to protect the ball a lot better and – you know, he, I think one of these days he will get there in terms of getting free throws. But, like, as it is, like, you know, the crafty scoring of, Har- of Harrison, he shot eight for 17, but it did not feel like that. It felt like he made way more shots than he actually missed, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, again, Mr. Mr. Reliable, just anytime you need, to, you need, like, a bucket to kind of, like, calm things down, like, let everyone catch their breath and, you know, not essentially, you know, get in their heads – 
like he was the guy they go to to kind of slow the game down and just get everyone back on track. Yeah, I'm really liking this uh, part of Barnes uh, so far in this part of the season. And, and man, man, those shots didn't even look like shots that shit went in. Yeah, he took some weird ones this game. Like, like particularly like his um his under the basket scoring where he goes to the other side of the rim to finish. Like there are like a, a number of baskets where like I thought he was going to go with the left hand, but just you know quickly switches to the right hand and finishes on the other side. Again, crafty. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I got to talk about Mo Harkless. A game high plus twenty two. Like. Again, he, he's simply playing more, he's getting more opportunities, and he's having an effect out there on defense. But in this game, like he he brought a stellar defense, but also four for eight from three. Oh, yeah. I mean, sadly, it felt like most of his points or scoring was in the first half because it didn't seem like there was much going on for him in the second half. Uh, I mean, it, he kind of slowed down, but other than that, he, he was trying for that uh, season high again. I mean, he definitely started to feel himself, but like any kind of scoring you can get from him is a bonus. And mm-hmm. like, you know, the, even the Thunder, I, I don't know if it was their game plan, but they did leave him open a lot. Oh, and yeah. like in this game, like he can't, he can those shots. And, you know, also pretty, I, I, I'm not sure if it's his career high, but definitely his season high, 11 rebounds. His previous uh, high this season was five. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and he led the the team in rebounds. That's I actually did not know that. <laughs> I mean, that was actually one of the reasons why he didn't play much. It was like the Kings really struggled with rebounding early in the season, and that's kind of why he got sent to the bench the way he did. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I never really agreed with it just because like you play you play Buddy for quote unquote spacing. He's not doing anything else, and he's not knocking down shots. So like you might as well go with defense, but. Hey, we're fine. He, Alvin's finally playing him more, and you know, God forbid, the defense does get a little better. Oh yeah, hopefully he continues to start because I mean, it was a lot better, especially during the beginning of this season too. Yeah, and um, let, let's go. Let's go to Rashad. Like he had a he had a bit of a bounce back game. Didn't have an amazing game. Still, like as you mentioned, not getting to his floater. Uh, I don't. I don't think he had one this game, but. Like he had a very, you know, solid game where finally the the perimeter players were finally feeding him the ball. And he had a number of like these post moves and like just, you know, finishes at the rim that you don't usually see. He's looking like a little bit. He's finally kind of getting back in the groove, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, a few extra moves uh, to add to his arsenal when it comes to, you know, when he's fully healthy and everyone else is healthy and uh hopefully we could see it more of uh especially as floaters i mean he did make probably i'm gonna say one or two uh not as many as we have hoped but you know it's something yeah and he got hit in the face again like, just, <laughs> he just cannot escape that and i don't even know if it was a foul or not to be honest like it's just i mean he, he got hit in the face there's no debate there but like, he, he just can't escape it, but, like, he toughed it out and just finished the game strong. Mm, oh, yeah. Uh, next guy to talk about, I mean, yeah, Davion Mitchell, you know, played a stellar defense. Didn't feel as strong out there, but, like, you know, he, he actually 
I thought he shot better, but apparently he didn't. He, you know, seven for 15, you know, pretty good. Three for nine from three, although I felt like he made way more. But like, that's the, it's kind of the Halliburton effect where like the guy is doing so much out there, like in terms of orchestrating the offense and creating separation and creating uh, shots for himself. Like that, it just feels like he's playing better, even like statistically, you know, you might, you might raise an eyebrow, but he, I thought he was good this game. Oh yeah. I'm liking his offense. It's just sometimes, uh, yeah, that I, the times he isos it, it's just, I kind of wish he does pass a little more. I mean, he did in the first half, second half, not, not as much as I like. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get any free throws. I mean, he's not, he's not a foul draw and honestly, like not a good free throw shooter. Like that's, that's just like, that was the thing coming out of college. Like it was in this, like you had the, you know, anomaly year where you've jumped from 32% to 45% from three, but his free throw has always been in the sixties. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like he'll, I think he'll figure it out. He's, he's a smart player. He just needs to kind of like learn how to use his body. There was like one, particular layup where he used his body to, to basically seal off uh Darius Baisley on the fast break for a layup like he's learning and he I think he'll get there like I don't know what a ceiling is but like you know just with his bulldog defense like this game he guarded Josh Kitty most of the game mm-hmm. like he he's got he's gonna be a problem going forward and you know he he's got been presented with an opportunity and he's taking advantage of it oh yeah let me let me ask you a quick question so like it's you know this starting line the starting backward of him and Halliburton definitely seems to have its like you know benefits you have like a really good you have two real you have one really good creator distributor and another guy that's a pretty good creator but primarily for himself and you know mm-hmm. the defensive fit is there like Davion can basically guard any guard in the league and even guard like some wings yeah and, you know like the fit is definitely there. Do you think like De'Aaron still fits into this framework? Uh, that's that's tough because I wanted to believe that De'Aaron does fit, but that's only if Davion is coming off the bench. But then again, it kind of disrupts a lot of, uh, I guess, minute distribution against those three. So, uh, yeah, it's... It's it's gonna be a tough call. It's uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't, I just don't want, <laughs> want something to happen with these court free. To be honest, if it does come down to uh, dropping one of them, yeah. So you know, like that, you can't deny that this fit you know works, but it is a small sample size. But James Ham brought up an interesting, an interesting idea. Like, you know, we've seen that Halliburton and Mitchell can work, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen Davion and De'Aaron work together yet. There, there haven't been many opportunities is what he's saying. So like, you never know, like da- Davion can play off ball. You know, he's a willing shooter. He doesn't force up shots. And, you know, like he, even when he doesn't have the ball, he's out there playing defense. He's out there, you know, again, as a spacer, and like he, you know, he's, you know, finding his catch and shoot ability, like, you know, looks, he, he's learning how to, he's a pretty good catch and shoot um, three point mm-hmm. shooters, what I mean, so that he can provide space in that way. Like there is a universe where De'Aaron and him work as well. And, yeah. can, and Halliburton can fit with those other two as well. Like, again, for, at, at least for now, like, I don't think it's a problem. You can definitely fit Fox into, into this framework. 
Like I don't pump the brakes on like say on just like saying you know oh well Davion and Halliburton are playing well that's our backcourt got to trade Fox. We're not there yet. Relax. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it's working out better with Davion and Halliburton out there, but Fox is just a pure scorer. He's really good at that, and definitely Davion would compliment him in terms of you know his defense or with Fox's defensive weaknesses. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I'm pretty sure there wouldn't be any much playmaking because how he would be, uh, in the bench by then. Like, this is not me trying to criticize, uh, Halliburton, but Halliburton scores in a very specific way. And he's very good at, at like creating that opportunity to actually like in the pick and roll is what I mean. He mm-hmm. is a master at orchestrating the pick and roll, but he's, but that's about the only way he can score. And this game shows you, like, that's where you need De'Aaron Fox to, like, fill in the other holes in terms of scoring. Like, you know, the, you know, Tim Maxwell was on Twitter, like, talking, well, except for scoring, what else does um, does does De'Aaron do better than Halliburton? Yes, you're, he's probably right. But at the same time, scoring's pretty, scoring's pretty important in the game of basketball. Like, <laughs> and, the, and the dynamic ability of scoring, like, probably puts him a, a better player than Halliburton is currently. Granted, mm-hmm. like Halliburton is very useful, like as a as a player, and arguably is more effective than uh, De'Aaron. But if you play basketball, sometimes you need that score to open up every open up things for everyone else. You know. Yeah. Yeah. As of right now, you know, Fox is pretty set on what he could do uh, in his you know fifth year. But Halliburton, I I believe in you know, like the coming future. We'll see a little more from him. So I, I mean, only time can tell by then. Yeah. Um, so that's about all I have for the Kings players. Um, and in terms of uh, um, what's it called? Uh, Thunder, Thunder players. I, I don't know why I forgot their names, but <laughs> Josh Giddy is going to Josh Giddy is an interesting uh, player going forward. Big guard, you know, has like has really good touch. Can't shoot for shit, but like, you know, like does have good touch. And like he's going to he's going to be interesting going forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, man, he kept on hitting those folders over us. And uh, other than that, like, he's great at assisting his guys. But, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I haven't been paying attention to their defense because, to be honest, both sides' defenses were kind of shoddy. So <laughs> I wish I paid attention more to that because, I, if I remember correctly, he was, he, was, he was a pretty good defender back in college, right? He wasn't in college. No, he was never a good defender. He, oh. he has like he has good instincts. Like he's not a good defender. Like uh, there was nothing really about his defense. I'll just say that. Um, he's he's fine. And like good passers are usually good. Like you know steals guys because they can read passes because they do the same things. So that's about the only thing I know about his defense. He's fine on that end, as far as I know. Mm, I see. Yeah, so Josh Giddy's the only guy that I'm interested in. I mean, I'm not that into Darius Baisley. Trey Mann is, you know, might be a good shooter and scorer in the future. Right now, he's got to learn. Is, mm-hmm. You know, he had some, you know, you pointed out he has some he has some really weird rookie shots where he's forced up shots where they weren't really there. And, you know, he's got to, he's going to learn. He's a rookie. And, uh, but, you know, interesting player going forward. And can't forget at, uh, I, I just call him Poku. I think it's yeah. Alexi Pokushevsky. I think it's how you say it. Yeah, he he looked pretty good out there. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, did he? Did he? Did he? Come on. 
I mean, he was long. He scored over us. Other than that, I don't know what else. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, <laughs> I don't like. I don't. I don't say this to be mean, but I remember it was like early days Caruso, where like basically Caruso was a good player, like pretty much for much of his career. But like when he dunked, people freaked out because oh my god, it's the white guy. The white guy. The white guys aren't supposed to be able to do that. That's what I feel like some of Poku's stuff is. Like Poku had a really nice Euro step, like on a, on Metsu, who stupidly tried to take a charge for some reason. Like <laughs> it's I get it. Like there's a lot of like intriguing. You're like, oh, if he could just do that more often, he'd be a great player. He's in his second year. He, he's he might figure it out, but I'll, I don't know. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan. Mm. I see. I mean. Time will tell what for the Thunder because their their whole roster is just trying to figure out something. Yeah, and like you know, it, it especially a guy like him, like it, he's very kind. Of, he's gonna be like either really good or you know out of the league soon. So mm. he there's no real in between with him. But you know he's he's an interesting player. Like there was even talk about the Kings considering him. I think. Ah. I see. Uh, and that's a scary thought thinking back because even his second year, he's not shown much. He mm-hmm. he showed flashes, but uh, I'm not a fan. Let's see. He plays as center, huh? I guess. I mean, they play him like he plays a wing. Yeah. He's not really a wing. Yeah, that's why I thought because he it doesn't seem like he plays like a, a big man. Let me let me take a look. He's shooting 35% from the field. And twenty three percent of the field. I, ah. I, don't know, I don't know, man. I I don't know either. Now <laughs> I might have to take back my what I said. Like he ha- he has he has something, but yeah. like it's just it's very just bare bones type of like there's you can see I can see it like if if he really like pans out at some point like. I wouldn't I wouldn't be totally shocked, but it's gonna be just it's so hit or miss with him, is mm-hmm. what I mean. Like again, there's no in-between with him. He's either gonna be a fucking star or he's just gonna be again out of the league in a few years. Oh yeah. Maybe if he adds a little more weight, I think maybe yeah, actually no. I don't look, know. Look, like, yeah, you, you can say that, but I think a guy like him, like his frame, it's tough to add weight. Hmm. So, yeah yeah i guess who knows then okay let's uh go over to some trade some extra trade talk uh so apparently um so i'm um, listening to the king's beat with james ham and sean cunningham they didn't report this but apparently what they're being t- what they're hearing is that basically kings are um out of out of the uh or they've basically kind of halted their pursuits of um simmons which we know julie's randall john collins so like those guys it does it more than likely a deal will not happen for those guys it's probably the price is too high uh i see i mean there's other deals out there to be honest and i mean i'm pretty sure monty is looking for the best deal for the right price and you know and not to give away a lot of you know king's assets i mean we're trying to get more assets here right like what do you mean by assets? Draft picks, players. I'm, I'm hoping draft picks, but I doubt a lot of uh, guys would just give out draft picks like that for. I mean, whoever X person we're gonna give them. 
like I, I thought it would be interesting to maybe try the jazz but like you know the, the, with uh, Joe Ingles being out like I, I don't know um it's just I, I, like you can get a draft pick from them but, but come on like that's not gonna be a good draft pick like if I want if I if we're giving them Barnes who which who is a player that would be perfect for them mm-hmm. like you know I want more like I want to I maybe want a young player maybe give me Jared Butler like and, and the pick um, granted, I don't think they'll do that, which is why there are probably no deal. So, but yeah, like, you know, let me, let me ask you this. Um, like, do you think these guys will still be on the roster by the, uh, after the trade deadline, Harrison Bond? I'm going to say no. Which is unfortunate because he's been playing really well lately. Um, yeah, that's true. But, you know, maybe it's just to sweeten that uh, deal that uh, Monty is uh, coming up with. See, well, Barnes is playing good. Let's trade for Barnes for something that you are going to give us, right? Uh, buddy. Uh, I mean, I, I hope so. That's, that's, the, that's the number one person I want out of this team ASAP. Yeah, like, the, they're just – I well – I don't want to even say it's 50. It's probably like 60, 40 that he's gone. But honestly, don't get your hopes up about him being gone. He, there, is a, there is a very real possibility he might still be here. To believe me, I don't want that either, but that's the reality of things. Just don't get your hope. Don't get your, don't get your, don't think that him being gone is a done deal. Like you would think it's a done deal by now, but you might have to wait till the draft. And this is the thing that I hate about the, the uh, Daryl Morey tree. It seems like the, he, Monty is kind of pulling the same shit that Daryl is to a, to a smaller scale. He wants to, you know, grab value for these guys and ignoring the fact that it's poisoning your locker room, like whether, whether or not like people want to admit it and it's putting a terrible product out there. Yeah, ah, man. I mean, if if only we could find that sweet deal for Buddy, because it's, yeah, it's it's not working out at all, and I don't think I, I, I don't think I'm willing to wait for him to, uh, or for the off season to get rid of him. To be honest, would you take him if it's just like say two two second rounders? Which I mean, trade him away for two second rounders. Yeah, to be honest. Uh, Ah, man. Uh, I'm hoping maybe, maybe you're, an extra you're not getting player. a first. You're not getting a first for no. Tell you that. Maybe an extra player and two second rounders. I think that's uh, what I'll go for. Okay, <laughs> I don't think this will happen. But let's say, what if it was like a guy like Ty Jerome that we just watched? Ty, oh, and the picks, or just one on one. Um, so yeah, the picks and, uh, Ty Jerome. Uh, I wouldn't mind. I mean, Ty Jerome is a wing, right? Dude, he, we just watched him. He's like six, three. No, he's not. A wing. Oh my gosh. He's a, he's not a wing. He's the, he's the little white guy that got, that got really pissed for something. Oh, why did he call him a forward? Dang it. <laughs> it it confused me. What are you talking about? Well, he's listed as a shooting guard. But yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Weird. Something like that. I, I, I'd be very disappointed, but honestly, I want him out of, I want him off this team. I'm oh, done. yeah. I'm done with him. 
like his, his quote-unquote shooting and spacing. Yeah, homie's like shooting what? Let, let me check his game log real quick. Let me pull it up. I mean, he was three for six this game. Like, you know, that was actually pretty good. But that like, he's not been good lately. He's not really providing you anything. I'm sorry. I mean, granted, he is providing you spacing, but how much is that actually worth? Like, dude's like, dude, dude has like 33, 28, like 12% from three. He's been horrible lately. He's not doing anything. Like at this point, I think he's just checked out. I'm, I'm done. Like, just, just, just trade him away for something. And like he doesn't want to be here, we don't want him here. Like it's it, it's okay. Like at some at a certain point, just take your losses, sell sell them for pen, pennies on the dollar. I don't care anymore. I really don't. Mm-hmm. So you're you would do the two second rounders then, regardless of any team then. Yeah, uh, just yeah, just just sell them away. Like I don't mm-hmm. care. Uh, granted, I, from Zach Harper, although uh, to be fair, he's a he's a very good he has a very good feel for the rest of the league in terms of like what other teams are thinking. Although he's the only one I've heard say say this is that Buddy Hield has a lot of value around the league. There's a lot of teams that are very interested. Now, why are they willing to give up a lot for him? I don't know, but apparently there is a lot of interest for him. Mm, I'm pretty sure a lot of yeah. Uh... What I what I call them playoff teams would be pretty interested in. Hmm. I don't know. They're, I look, wanna, look, if we if we could have found if we could find a way to get him on the Lakers for THT, I would do it. <laughs> yeah. The problem is it's so hard for the Lakers to actually get Buddy because of just how bad their situation is. They mm-hmm. can, it's so hard for them to shed twenty million. Is the issue. Mm-hmm. So Let's I mean, see. if we can get back to THT, that'd be great. I would love that. Let's see who who would actually want the shooter. Maybe Memphis. No, they're good. They're I'm good. Sure. Mm. And Barnes would be a guy they'd be interested in. I'm pretty sure. Okay, in that case, then yeah, uh, Sixers. Uh, like Cleveland is an interesting one. Like maybe you can get Ricky Rubio's expiring and a guy. I, I mean, I I'd be interested in Colin Sexton, but I don't. Like again, we don't need more small guards who can't yeah. play defense. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll they're be not giving us Isaac Okoro, or I don't even think they're they would be willing to give us uh, Jetty. So I don't think so either. <laughs> not for Buddy. Yeah, but like Buddy would help, but would help the Cavaliers because they're not a very good scoring team for the most That's, part. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they have enough cap space if they were just to give us a couple picks for him. I don't think so. They got Kevin Love's contract there. No, yeah. That's eating up a lot of cap space. Yeah, that's what I thought, man. Yeah, okay. Well, let's uh, move on to another guy, Marvin Bagley. I mean, he's still out, isn't he? Jeez. I, he might be back for the Timberwolves game. Maybe. Hmm. If we could get something for him, that's I'd be fine. But I, I'd be willing to keep him, to be honest, since his contract's still pretty low. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, honestly, he's shown enough for me to be pretty interested in keeping him. But, like, I don't know. The vibes seem to be a little off. I think he's done with the organization is the problem. And, mm. you know, if he wants to be gone, like, Detroit is interested. But, like. They're, they're probably not going to give up anything for him. It's probably going to be just a swap of players. Like maybe you get a Trey Lyles back and maybe Josh Jackson, but like 
those players aren't any good. So it's like, in a perfect world, I would keep him and he would just like, I not I don't want to say suck it up, but like, I guess find a, find a common ground and just, you know, I guess just focus on being here and just improving himself as a player. Yeah. I hope that's the perfect kind of situation we have, but I, I mean, I don't know at this point. How long has it been now? Three years? It would be, he was drafted in 2018, so it would be four. This is four. four wow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Good job, Vladi. <laughs> you, fuck, you fucked up that one, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, um, I honestly, I don't think he'll be here. I think he'll be traded. Uh, I guess we'll see then. Okay. Uh, Mo, uh, what about this? Mo Harkless. That, hmm, what is this contract? I forgot. I, I know it's pretty seven, cheap. I think seven million for two years, if I remember right. It's I, not much. I'd probably keep him, to be honest, for uh, the, his defense, to be honest. Uh, Alex Lynn. That's a, that's a, that's like a, if he stays, sure. If he goes, I mean, I think he's gone. Yeah. With the, I think, I think they're going to move into the Namias Kata experience. Oh, I, I see. Is why. I think, I think Mo will stay too. Um, it doesn't, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to keep him around. He's on a cheap contract. He's a good vet leader. Mm-hmm. Um, unless he wants out like which from from what i've heard from like you know podcasts it seems like he's, he's he'd be okay with getting moved it would, would be what i'll say oh i see okay yeah i mean but, if we're moving oh sorry okay, go, on. go ahead i mean yeah i, I definitely want to see some nami, nami, gosh dang nemius yes some kata some kata i should say kata mm-hmm. but uh i, I definitely want to see some kata and it's too bad we, we haven't seen him in a while uh played in terms of like actual minutes within the first you know few quarters not in trash time in the fourth yeah like i mean like alvin is very hesitant to play double big lineups because we don't have a big that can shoot that that's the issue that we've run into and I honestly, I've wanted him to just do it just for the defensive purposes. Cause like Kata from what he's shown is, does have a good defensive instincts. So it's like, you know, just try it out there, but uh, there, yeah. he just doesn't want to do it. But I, I think Alex Len is gone um, mm. at the deadline. Yeah. Same with rebounding because we definitely need a lot of rebounding, even though we're, we were doing a lot better in the last few games in terms of rebounding, but yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna we're we're gonna need uh, some help in that uh, sort of area as well. Well, that's uh, basically all the players that I think are in in talks of being traded. It looks like chances are something will happen, and like we probably will get will end up being involved in a deal that we haven't heard of or didn't think of. Like the name I keep hearing come up now is Jeremy Grant, like. Uh, I, I think the price would be at least some sort of first rounder. And I hope it's not this year's first rounder. Maybe it's next year's first rounder with maybe some light protections or hell this year's, this year's with some light protection. I think I'd be okay with that too. Um, like, so, so um, keep, keep this in mind. If, if we're trading for Jeremy Grant, let's just say for whatever reason, like, I don't think this would happen, but like, let's just say buddy and Marvin for Jeremy Grant. 
and maybe an extra player because the, the they would need to match contracts. Let's so keep this in mind without Jeremy Grant. You have to sign him to a 120, like somewhere around like almost 20 upper 20 million per year for four years mm-hmm. uh, co- extension with him. Like, would you still trade for Jeremy Grant? Ah, uh, uh, gonna have to because how else are we gonna acquire talents into Sacramento? Uh, so here, here's here's my caveat: as if we can keep Barnes on the team, I would do it. Yeah, I wouldn't do it if we can't keep Barnes because he, arguably he's not arguably he's not a better player than Barnes. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, if you think about it, like you know, if you can keep Barnes on this team, like that, you add another wing, another very capable wing to this team. Like, I don't know. I that the tricky part is I don't know if the team is that much better. Is the problem mm-hmm. because you know with it with how that like the fit might not be perfect, but you get another wing. Yeah, you have um you have like Mo being the backup. Yeah, so it, it it'd be an interesting thing to me. The money I I don't love. But like I, I would prefer to just save my bullets for a big for a better player, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it and I don't think you can keep Barnes in that deal. I just don't because it, it doesn't make sense. Because why would why would they take Buddy and Marvin? It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I I'd be interested if we can get again if we can keep Barnes and like we can sign him to an extension. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only positive here is Buddy's gone. That's that's a thing, and yeah, I guess that's about it. You pretty much said the rest of it. And uh, yeah, about the about the Julius Randall thing, I'm actually kind of glad we're out of that. Like, the more I watch him play, the less I like him. <laughs> For a guy that's like you know known as a bulldog, like an absolute like bull in the china shop type player, like just bullied his dudes, takes a lot of fadeaways that he's not very good at. Like, it's just. You have to build he, – he plays in a way where he has to be the first option, and he, he's not good enough to be a first option on a, on a good team. And mm-hmm. honestly, not even a decent team like the Knicks. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, he's, and, like, he's locked up for, like, what, five more years, I think? So, yeah, I'm good. I mean, he got his paycheck, and he's just playing out the whatever the Knicks are doing at this point. And here's my victory lap in saying that was not – I didn't think that was a good idea to resign him. <laughs> to that extension, <laughs> it's gonna take my victory lap right there. John Collins, you could, you, I, I was, I would have been very into, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like he's available. Yeah. Or he's available, but like for a certain price that the Kings don't really want to match. So it is what it is. Yeah, probably involves Fox or Barnes. I don't think it involves Fox because I don't. Why would they want Fox? They have Trey. That's true. What am I saying? It's probably Barnes then. <laughs> Well, like it involves Barnes, but it, like that's—I mean, if you think about it, it's not—it's not a great return. It, they have a need for a guy like Barnes, but like, why would you do it? You have DeAndre Hunter. Like, I don't know. I don't know why John Collins is in trade talks. To be honest, I think unless like there's something going on behind the scenes, like why would they trade him? He's a good player. He fits well with Trey. Like, I, I don't know. Mm, yeah, who knows? Um. Any other candidates that you would like to trade for? Of course, we have the big ones like Jalen Brown and Pascal Siakam. I don't think they're available. So, what, there was an interesting one. Like, I don't think that I don't think they would do it. But like a Brandon Ingram trade of some sort, like, would be interesting. But I don't think he's available. 
No, I doubt it. Uh, I haven't thought of any, to be honest. I'm just waiting for this to, you know, pan out and, uh, you know, just react to whatever we acquire or we give away. Mm, yeah, um, that's, I mean, that's kind of how, like, I'm seeing it, like, it's been a, it's been a long trade deadline. I mean, there there's been more garbage from Daryl Morey trying to drive up the price of Ben Simmons. Bitch, you got you got a you got a seven seven hundred fifty dollar house that you're trying to sell for ten million dollars, and you're somehow still trying to get ten million dollars, and everyone knows you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, oh, yeah. I don't think James Harden is worth what they're going to try and give up. I don't think they'll win him a championship this year. I'll just say that if he plays with Joel Embiid. Because like Joel Embiid, not an easy player to play to play with. James Harden, notoriously a tough player to play with. I I don't I don't see it. I get the idea of the talent, but at a certain point, you have to start thinking about fit. And that is a pretty bad fit, in my opinion. Uh, I see. Well, we'll have to see. <laughs> I was gonna, I... I was gonna actually say like if you say I we're gonna have to see I'm just gonna like cut that off. All right, so you did say it, so I am gonna cut you off right there. Okay. Um. Anyway, <laughs> the other guy that would be interesting that probably is gonna be honestly should be on the trade market, Bradley Beal. Like, uh-huh. if they could, I would go for Bradley Beal probably more. I again, I, there's still a question of like what you would give up and does he win you the championship if you trade for him? Probably does, but like I can't say for sure. Again, well, Joel Embiid is a tough is a tough player to play with. I don't think people like state that enough. I feel like they're gonna have to make something work, to be honest. Because I mean, you have Ben Simmons who's not even playing, and just having an additional player to you know help score. I mean, that's always a plus, right? Yeah, but like you do, uh, yeah, it's like you're gonna you're gonna add on to Simmons, and, but like the thing is, like, are you gonna give up Matisse Thybul? Are you gonna give up like Tyre? You're probably gonna have to give Tyrese Maxey in that mm-hmm. deal, and Tyrese Maxey's been good, but I, I don't know, I don't know. It's like, do you, do you, I mean, honestly, like with how like <laughs> the Lakers believe in THT and last year they wouldn't trade Maxey because of uh, for Kyle Lowry basically. And, you know, that probably could have won them the championship. Like, you never know. Mm. And it's like, sometimes you, you just got to you just gotta throw these young guys to, to, to the curb, unfortunately. You know, as, a, as the great Michael Jordan once said, fuck them kids. Like, it's just, <laughs> some, you got to win championships when you, ha- when you can. And it's like, you might want to go all in. I wouldn't go all in for James Harden because guess what? You got to sign that fucker to an extension. Dude's already on the decline. You're looking at like almost 60 million a year on his final year. It's pretty <laughs> insane. What really? Oh man. He may, I think he's eligible for like a two $220 million or something like that on his final contract. Man, what uh, that's interesting. Like, what team would want to take on that kind of contract? Oh, there are plenty of teams. There are plenty of teams that would like to do that. It's just that. Philly's probably the only destination he wants to go to right now. Ah, uh, I see. But like you know, Harden's already de- again. Harden's already declining. Yeah, it's it's not pretty, and like it's still an all NBA player. 
again, you have to start thinking about fit at a certain point. I just don't think he, I think, I don't think they fit together with mm. him and Joel. Bradley Beal, you can talk me into, although you gotta, you're gonna have to pay the luxury on that one too, because he's up for an extension soon too, or the next year, actually. Ah, geez. Yeah, when it comes to, I guess, fit, Beal does sound better because, he, yeah, both Harden and Joel out there is just gonna be like fighting for whoever you know, takes the ball from each other's hand. Yeah, I mean, I, I was like, again, he's, I mean, he's gotten better with it, but like, that's why I, I'm a Jokic guy over, uh, <laughs> over Embiid. Cause like you can fit anyone around Jokic. Hell it like, honestly, it, before Michael Porter Jr. Got injured, I thought they were a sleeper team to get Simmons. Like you, I feel like you could have swapped those two hmm. and like Jokic could, could, could have made use of Ben Simmons. And just hanging around the basket all the time. Mm. And it's Ooh. like, and it's just one of those things where like, you know, Jokic, when he posts up, he doesn't need to like, you know, jab step and all that shit. He can roll right into a move or he can basically just sit there with a the ball and you're, you're afraid to double him because you, because he makes the pass. He will find the path and the offense is designed for everyone to cut as opposed to Joel Embiid, everyone. Okay. Everyone just stand by the three point line and watch Joel Embiid work. And sometimes <laughs> a lot of times it works. He's an incredible post score, but Jokic unlocks so much more with his passing. And, you know, you can find fits like James Harden would fit, would, would be able to fit with a, well, actually, I don't know because James Harden does not like to move. So I don't know. James Harden's a, James Harden's probably the exception, but the, my point is, like, if you got Bradley Beal on um, on the on uh, n- the Nuggets, that's a dangerous ass team. M- Ooh, more dangerous than it would be if he was on the Sixers. I'll just say that. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be a sight to see. Oh man. Yeah, if only. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see how this works out. It's gonna be a wild few day, few days. And uh, I'll, my eyes will be glued to the uh, glued to my screen for Twitter for all the tweets that will be going out. Yeah, not much has happened. Actually, let's see. Has anything major happened? Uh, nothing, nothing major. I mean, like that the Clippers and oh. trade. Like, is not, that I mean, is that the only one? That's basically the only one so far in the Cam Reddish trade. Um, yeah. Which that's basically hopefully it sets up a pretty wild uh, few days because if it, if nothing happens, that uh, boy, this will be the worst trade deadline of all time. After after all that buildup, mm-hmm. yeah, because the next one is just pretty much all the off season at that point, right? Yeah, pretty much. And then the playoffs will happen, and then honestly, I'll, I'll say this about Daryl Moore: his strategy is actually correct because, like, honestly. Like if you wait for the playoffs and wait for certain teams to flame out, more options open up to you. It's just I did not think he would have to sit through this garbage. Like you just have to sift through so much Ben Simmons garbage, like him being a diva uh, about it, not just straight up not showing up. And Daryl Morey, like going in the media and saying, oh, we want 70, 70 draft picks for, for Ben Simmons. It's like, bro, go fuck yourself. Like very, like very kindly go fuck yourself. But the like take away all that bullshit. It's probably the right strategy, to be honest. But it's just so painful to sit through. Oh uh, yeah. <sighs> Don't well, fucking say it, by the way. Yeah, I know. Well, 
gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like an NBA. I'm like a player that basically just took away your took away your strong hand and is go, making you go the other way. And now you can't do anything. I'm sorry. I, I haven't eaten <laughs> since uh, what you got the fried chicken earlier today. Oh yeah, we went uh, went to go get fried chicken uh, earlier today. Finally, after uh, after two cancellations, but yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Fong apparently is very hungry and he is very tired, and I took away his only line. So yeah, he is ready. He is ready to end this episode, and I will do just that. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'll be well. Yeah, we'll be coming back after the uh, Minnesota back to back. Real quick, Fong, before you go eat. Uh, do, do we win either one of those games? I want to say we win one. I'm, I'm just gonna say one on one, one I, for one. I don't. I don't know. Timberwolves have been good. I'm gonna say over two. I have faith, <laughs> and like you had faith for every other uh, what you call it prediction where we would sweep. <laughs> I have faith. Yeah. We won one. My faith is gone. I'm I'm done. I'm done, man. Like it's just it ain't there. I wasn't sure we were gonna win this game, and I'll, but granted, that was before the Shea and Dort news. But I mean, like it's not like they prove us that wrong. Like they again, that Thunder team hung around for way longer than they ever had any right to. Yeah, very true. But you know, you never know. And you, know, I, I I mean, knock on wood. I mean, I'm not hoping for injuries, but maybe there would be players that would be resting. Uh, who knows? Yeah, like you know, the All Star break coming up. It's time. It's time. It's time to chill. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe Cat needs a little break until All Stars. You know, get prepared. And somehow they still beat us. It's like, it, yeah, it's. I mean, it, I like you can. You'll say like, oh, they're missing stars, but do, I mean, do you have any confidence the Kings will take advantage? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to see more Tyrese. That's all. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm, my enthusiasm is gone for this team. This team needs a change, and hopefully, some change does come soon. Uh, we're going to sit through two Minnesota games before the deadline. So, yeah, wild week coming up. Yep. Yeah, I can't say it anymore. So, <laughs> you yeah, might as well just end that. I've, I've basically neutered you. I've circumcised you. Is what <laughs> yeah, I, I I held back. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be catching you guys maybe Wednesday night. I don't maybe Thursday, Thursday or Wednesday night. We'll see. Yeah. If there's a trade going on, then we're definitely going to come out with you with something. And so, as a great man once said, we'll have to see. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll see you guys later then.